0: Were they shocking their balls? Oh, For a minute, it's my first impression, Rose. Propact the JC would breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying, Lucas Cram. How embarrassing, the most dramatic ever, and that's what we like, play your cards right, you might end up on paradise, here's the key to the fantasy suite, balls deep, she can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week, we're making a connection, we're falling in love, we're chilling in the mansion, outside the hot tub, we're starting in LA and then we travel,
1: welcome home. back, you're listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle from We're balls deep in Hannah B's season of The Bachelorette, season 15, season 15, if you're following along thank you for joining us if you're if if this is the only show that i host that you listen to make yourself known to me reach out mailbag at the baller on my other show the baller lifestyle we do we interact with our audience a lot so um we like to hear your thoughts on the show because then we can reflect on your point of view as well so please let us know what you're thinking about this season. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. I am joined now, as I am each and every week, by the heartbeat of the Bachelor Lifestyle. Of course, I'm talking about Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up?
2: Hello, everybody. Uh, and welcome yeah. mm-hmm. to another edition of the Bachelor Lifestyle.
1: That's great. You should, get, you should book some VO stuff.
2: Oh, that's it's, what I'm working on.
1: Yeah, you're clearly set up for it. And be- I
2: just, uh, I'm, I'm recovering from a cold. I'm in that, um, yeah. in that late stages of just like loose phlegm, but my, yeah. uh, my voice is a little deeper than usual. So I could take advantage of that, get book some work.
1: I, uh, I had a cold for maybe like two or three days and and it was like three weeks ago, but I still need to blow my nose 18 to 34 times each and every day for some reason.
2: You know, what the, uh, you know, the laziest comeback, I think last week I explained that the laziest advice you could ever hear, um, from anybody career advice is just be yourself. Yeah. The, uh, the laziest comeback to when you share, uh, the information that you've been sick with somebody is, yeah, something's going around.
1: <laughs> yeah. I heard that's going around. My yeah. thing is don't give it to me. Get the fuck away from me. Why are you, why are you near yeah. me? You got, you're sick. Get the fuck away from me. I don't want that shit. Uh, okay, let's get into it. Uh, episode, what are we into? Episode three. There's, you know, it's pretty early in the season because there's eighty percent of the guys, ninety percent of the guys. I don't know who the fuck they are. Um, this this week we started out with a group date. What do you think about that, Jason? It was the very hilarious birthing seminar group group date hosted by Twitter couple actor Jason Biggs and multi hyphenate wife Jenny Mullen, how' do you feel about that jason
2: um it's just kind of a, a weird way to shoehorn whatever project they got going on into a, a group date activity that, that a, was yeah. they they went around um, doing things that uh that pregnant women and uh and birthing mothers uh deal with I guess to give the guys perspective and just really corny. And, and, and they, they hook the guys up to this machine that is like borderline torture. Like I don't need to, I don't need to ever see anything like that. I, I, I will take a woman's word uh, for what it is. Giving birth is the most painful thing that a human being could do. I don't think anyone's ever going to take away from that. You just don't need to be um, hooking up men to a machine to To simulate that pain, I, I I just don't see the reason for doing it. And they actually did that on this date. They hooked up hunks, guys with six pack abs, yeah. another reason to take off their shirts. And they somehow there's they created a machine to simulate the pain, which I have no idea why they would need to ever create that machine. But that's what they did. And I guess it was supposed to show some kind of a you know. I I guess the cliche was, um, you know, I want somebody to be able to, to experience pain with me, you know, this, whatever the cliche was. And I, I just didn't like it. I didn't like the activity and, uh, I'm, I was over it.
1: Um, I'll be honest. I fast forwarded through the whole, I fast forward through pretty much all group dates. So if there's any kind of like something of note that happens in one, I'll miss it. And you should let us know because I can't watch them. Uh, but I, from what it looked like, they were getting were were they shocking their balls?
2: No, but they they had the guys take off their shirt and put put them in a bed, you know, back up like like a woman would be given birth, and they put these sensors, uh, I guess, down lower abdomen below the belly button, and they just. Gave them sh- uh, shocks of some kind that simulated the pain that a woman experiences. To me, it's just, it's just uncomfortable. It's bad TV. I, I, I don't see. Uh, I didn't see the intrigue in that at all. I was disappointed. Um, I don't think we learned too much about the guys on this date, other than the fact that they, I guess a couple of them were real big pussies about it. But other than that, it uh, it didn't do much for me at all.
1: Um, yeah, that's about what it looked like. And then they, then they had the post date thing. So this
2: is when, so this is when, this is why I guess maybe that was a jumping off point for, um, for kind of the theme of the date, which became the concept of the pity rose. And you and I have talked about this. I mean, if there's, if there's 15 seasons of the bachelorette and I don't know what, Twenty-five seasons of The Bachelor. Something
1: I think twenty-six. Um, yeah,
2: you, you have people. I just realized Luke P is twenty-four years old, and for almost all of his life, the show has been in existence. So there, there's just certain things that that have become a thing uh, on this show, and a pity rose is something that you and I talk about, you know, once or twice a season. Some guy dumps a, just unloads an emotional story onto the subject. And inevitably gets a rose because of it. It's a thing, and uh, they actually brought it to the forefront. So again, the bachelor kind of being self-aware and being like, "All right, this is what a, a self-pity rose is." And uh, the first, I guess, example of this is in this episode when uh, when the contestant and I forget his name, and you're always good at, uh, at names, oh, but yeah, uh, it, it's 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 the man of color. Um, who had the real cool story at the beginning where he was hugging his grandma and stuff. He seemed like a really good guy. This, uh,
1: I know his name's Mike and this fucking thing you're about to talk about what it made me so annoyed. And because one, it was completely unnecessary. It, it was a, a sympathy play on his point or it was something he felt like he needed to share. He needed to share, right. but B it offered him no assistance in terms of gaining favor to get further in the show. It actually would do the opposite because now she's going to look at him and have this cringeful feeling about something that happened in his life that he clearly has not gotten over. Continue. Well,
2: I mean, the, the, the details are this. Uh, Mike, who, by the way... Um he leads the show in sprinting to the bachelorette on group dates Notice and being that. the first to pick Notice her up. That. That's that's what he yes. does.
1: And and, he and, likes and, to get and out this, in front.
2: In this particular episode, the producers obviously did the very emasculated thing by by saying, All of you run to her. Yeah. All of you sprint to her. The that racing. Was the racing
1: is so yeah. ridiculous. Although I will say this Hannah B, not really my deal. She had some painted on jeans. Yeah.
0: Very, yeah, I mean, and and they well shot together. her.
1: They shot her from a low angle. She had some very high heels on, and some painted on jeans. She was looking very put together. Continue.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, Mike, um, he he said that as they were going through the the birthing simulations of the day, which was this, yes. this lame group activity. Yes. It reminded him of a real-life trauma in which um, the uh, his baby mama in her second trimester lost uh, their child. Yeah, horrible. Um, horrible, and, horrible, horrible story.
1: My thoughts to anybody that has had to endure something yeah. that fucking awful. I'm very sorry.
2: And And, and I mean, he wasn't overly articulate in expressing the story because all she really cared about and worried about was the fact that he lost a child and how bad he must feel but he also attempted to tell her that he wasn't there for his baby mama when it happened he wasn't there i don't know if he wasn't there physically or if he chose to just let her deal with it and he's like it's something i'll always regret Like, there was some information in there that I felt that she just completely glossed over. Like, he's
1: he's telling you something. But it only served to make him look bad in a couple of ways, that he has regrets about how he handled that situation fine, but also that that effectively ended a relationship that he clearly wasn't ready to be done with and hasn't gotten over. It's two strikes against him. He immediately friend zoned himself mike is not gonna win the bachelorette period
2: yeah yeah no you're right it is it's a friend zone play it's a temporary play which is basically what a pity rose is it's when you you make a a sentimental case to appeal to the, the subject and then win yourself another chance at one more episode at least and it got him the rose at, by the end of these, this little uh, cocktail venture. So I guess for the short term it worked, but I think you're right. I think, I think it squarely put him into the, uh, into the friend zone. And, um,
1: an inter- and an interesting play by Mike considering his role in events later to come in the episode.
2: Yeah, no, no, no that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I was going to point out that very... Yeah, let's not get
1: to that. Let's not, get to, let's really not spoil that though.
2: Um, and. This was also, um, if I'm not mistaken, and, and you tell me, have, have we do we go on the uh, the one on one date or is Cam on this date, and is Cam yeah, no, Cam's very on much
1: this one. Cam's on okay,
2: this so, one? Okay, so so Cam, you know, we've talked about it before. Always be Cam. He's the guy that yeah. that does a bad impression of a a bad white guy rapping. He's just annoying as hell. But his his you know his mantra always be Cam. Oh, abc um he's finally, the, he's, war,
0: he's finally wore out
2: yeah yeah so he he was wearing and this was kind of the talk on twitter and stuff A, and you tell me you're usually the fashion guy that's true uh he's got the suit jacket uh over the hoodie how does that play in your uh. world
1: I respect it. It's different. It's a, it's a look I would never affect in a million years. It m- must have been very cold in L.A. that day. It's, I would never rock that look ever. I was more into, I think it was Tyler with the fucking salmon blazer on, the <laughs> fire salmon blaze, blazer looking uh, Miami Vice to the yeah. limbs. That's more my style.
2: It does take balls to to go salmon. You got to feel real good about yourself. Dude was
1: working it now. Jason, question um, to you: Yeah, was and I think it was Tyler that was that had that jacket on. Was he working that jacket or was he rocking that jacket?
2: Um, I would say working. working. I think only only douchebags use the word not rocking. Rocking. To, okay, uh, so he wasn't <laughs> talk about that was outfit. being
1: worked and not rocked. Um, Okay.
2: Cam played an interesting card and one of the many missteps in this episode, uh, he he said that he, he just wanted to he wanted some quality time and he barged in on a couple of guys. And yeah. you know, there's like Cam's the guy who doesn't who wants to do everything out of the box. He's not gonna be the conventional guy because she doesn't want the conventional guy, and he, he would barge in on guys and he made the the wrong move. I mean he barged in on Mike telling the story of them losing their kid. I mean,
1: so could not read the room for the if it was in fucking Braille, if it was in if it was in that big type that some people that old people have their fucking iPhone blown up to. He could not read the room. He was such a fucking idiot and obviously obviously there's somebody in a booth Okay, there's a director for this shit. Mm -hmm. He's watching what's going on. There's producers. Everybody's got a headset on and they have a little mic attached to their Headset and somebody sees Mike telling this story and whoever is in charge of cam, somebody gets on the mic and goes, Hey, Lucy, get in there. Tell cam. Now's the time you told me earlier in the pre-show meeting that he had something very important to tell her. He needs to go in there now, now go, 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 go. And they send him in there to look like a fucking tool. It was great.
2: Yeah. And, and I'm guessing the it happens twice in this episode to two different contestants. I think the the impatience or the way they edit it, it's like he goes. You know, Mike tells him, "Give me a couple more minutes." And like 15 seconds later, he's back in the room. I don't know if it was that fast or if somebody sure. literally is like pushing him back in the room, like you need to get some time. Either way, so, either
1: way, even if it was two minutes, he came back three times.
2: Yeah, he alienates uh, Mike, who. Kind of at the end of this episode ends up being kind of a little bitch about things, but agree, like agree. He, uh, Mike, at finally when Cam gets a, a some alone time with her, a couple things happen. Mike tells the group of caddy guys that he was interrupted three times while he was trying to tell a very personal story, and that the uh, complete faceless uh, black guy who's a server in Los Angeles, Jonathan. I mean, very faceless profession in this town a server
1: props to jonathan for listing his fucking actual occupation though
2: that's true that's yeah. true and uh he he he's the one who like took mike's uh mike's concern to heart so he was like all right i'm gonna go barge in on cam after he's been in the room for 30 seconds pretty fun tactic but cam before uh before the server could get there he plays this card And I I don't know if we've heard this one before. He says to her, I just want to let you know that I resigned my position at work. A very, a a very good position at work to be here.
1: That was it. Now I didn't hold on. That was lost to me. He said that to the camera, I believe. I don't know. Oh, oh, he did say it to her. Okay.
2: He definitely said it to her, which is to me was a real, that's a real like direct guilt ploy. Like she doesn't give shit. But he it's, was trying to use it as an example of how much he's willing to sacrifice. It's for her.
1: such a bitch play. I got to It's these guys have not uh, clearly not studied the mystery method. And they definitely have never seen Mike Damone give his advice. You got to make it seem like you got it all together. You don't need shit. You only have it to give. You're not there right. to take. You're there to make her feel good you're there to seem confident to be a fucking man and these guys walk in like fucking pussies i quit my job i had an operation blah my grandma got sick nobody gives a fuck be a
2: man i mean the kind of the cliched thing about millennials and i and i would say that this group of guys they're on the younger side of the millennials toward the Gen Z's, which are even more pussified. Right. Is there even like a
1: 35 year old guy on this show? Probably not. That's too old. Yeah.
2: And so like, I, you know, these guys very much come from this generation of the conversation is, is starting to get away from me. I need to make it about me and him saying, I resigned my job is such a, a young millennial move. Nobody cares that you did that. In fact, it's almost expected. If, if you want to whore yourself out for fame, yeah, you're going to resign your job. This is your, you're taking your shot in life at your 15 minutes. Nobody cares. And especially she. The only thing that it's going to do to her is just get her a little bit more pressured, and you don't want to do that. So, anyways, the server, server comes in, does a pretty cool move, and says, I got to sit down with her. Cam's like, dude, I've only been here 30 seconds. Like, sorry, dude. And the server wins out, and Cam's pissed.
1: That was very go- tense. Let's not yeah. gloss over that. That was very tense. It. it looked like they were going to come to blows because neither one would really back down. Eventually yeah. cam back down. Jonathan was sitting there. So he, it was like, or no wait Was he standing? He was standing,
2: standing over him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he was just like, no, you're out of here. Go. And he's like, how about I walk her to the door? Like he, he bitched out like a little puss, but I think, again, I it think, was his time.
2: And, and, and by the way, I mean, I'm, we're not going to say that she's the brightest ball, but like that confrontation only was only for each other and the cameras, because if anyone, anyone with a brain at all sees these guys doing this and is like, all right, cool. I'm not, I'm definitely not going to invest any more time in these two guys. Of course I mean, not. But, of yeah. Course not. So, uh, so anyways, uh, the, they get back to the table and one thing we have not mentioned yet for the second Straight episode or two out of three episodes. Chicken McNuggets. Okay. I, was gonna, way
1: I was gonna ask you about this. Was this mentioned during the group date I fast forwarded to? Because there was a giant pile of chicken nuggets. People were fucking dipping into the into oh, yeah. the sauce bins sauce whole what do you call those things? Cups. Sauce cups. cups. And John Paul Jones who's kind of, I think he might start be starting to grow on me. Cause you know, when there's shared food like that, but you're also trying to get laid, you're not like really going for it. You might take a couple snacks here, but you don't want to be like eating a bunch. John Paul Jones didn't get that memo. He didn't learn that coming up. My man is fucking wrecking the nuggets plate. Like every, they keep going to shots of him and he's just grinding them down, hitting them, throwing them straight on the molars Offering them to other people, he doesn't give a fuck. He's loving the nugs.
2: Well, here's the deal. I, McDonald's is very much a sponsor of this season, so it's, not, it's just no accident that it's made its way into two. I'm just wondering who they are appealing to. If by your standards, only children eat McNuggets. And only housewives watch the show. Maybe that's it. Maybe they're they're making a play for the the housewives and their kids.
1: Right. Yeah, hundred percent.
2: Or that food, that food, the nuggets. Maybe they they've become a big thing with the young millennials. I don't know. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, Continue. <clears throat> the end of the date, uh, she gives a rose to Mike, who lost his child in the second trimester. Um,
1: How could she not?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean it's <laughs> it's it was, it was pretty. It, it's almost impossible to not give him the rose. So he bought he late, bought himself an episode. You don't
1: but, drop a late term, a uh, uh, miscarriage right. story, and not get a fucking rose, which is interesting yep. because it was almost a play for a pity rose.
2: Yeah, no, for it was almost a play. It was yeah. yeah, it was it was it was the very definition of a pity rose. Right. So. So what happens next is we have our one on one date. And um this character named Tyler G, who was one of the one of the guys who was passed over last week, he got a one on one date. And then before um before they went on the one on one date, that a note was sent to him saying, Tyler, I'm under the weather. I need to cancel our date tonight but please come to my room. So yeah. he got some chicken soup. He got some flowers. No, it wasn't
1: Tyler. It was Connor. Connor uh, got the one-on-one.
2: So maybe I'm thinking of the wrong guy for my recap too. Okay. Now, now I need to kind of go back to the uh, drawing board as far as who I'm going to refer to when we talk about who had to leave the show. Yeah, it's,
1: it's okay. Cause nobody knows the uh, names anyway. Um, Yeah. Uh, Connor, wait, hold on. Is there anything I need to to recover? We before we move on to the one on one. Is there anything I might got the rose? Oh, on the um on the group date. Something I sort of respect about Hannah, like a bachelor in the in the time of times up. Hannah's not afraid to make out with each and every dude she has alone time with. Okay. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So Connor gets, so Connor gets the one-on-one.
2: Oh, now, now I see what I did. Okay.
1: Connor gets the one-on-one and Connor's the one that I think may, he may be juicing his hairline with something. It's tough to tell. He's a young guy, so it's hard to believe it might just be the way he wears it, but there's something happening there. uh, And I need, I would need to get a, a really good picture of him or be able to meet him in person if there's anybody in the audience that can broker that, mailbag at Um, Connor gets a one-on-one and then last – and he's all hyped for it and they're like – everyone's like coaching him up. It's a whole weird situation where they're like, hey, you are you going to try to grab some titty? Or it's like weird that they're all trying to date the same chick and it would kind of – if you were invested in this girl like for real – um, it would kind of fuck you up to be in this situation to, to to send some other dude off with a chick that you think is yours, which kind of uh, manifests later in the show. But Connor, he's right as he's about to leave for the date, they're like, sorry, your date's canceled. Here's a note. And then it's like, hey, sorry, canceled. I'm sick. Why don't you just swing by my hotel room and hang? And I'm thinking to myself, hey, I want to win the show and everything. But I'm not trying to catch Ebola in the process. Like, how about we wait until she rallies a little bit, gets the clean bill of health, and then I'll come over. He's he got no qualms. He's not like me. He pops through Ralph's, grabs a um, tragic bouquet and a little bit of chicken soup cruises through the um her hotel room it's a looks like a double tree or something it's a sheraton maybe not they definitely didn't put her in the jw or the or the four seasons um he cruises in and she's in bed um she doesn't have makeup on you know she's got the skin thing not no judgment i appreciate you know i i insta story my skin issues all the time um and then he cruises, and he makes a little time. Like he gets it going with her. She she alerts first and foremost that she's not contagious. And but but we do run into something like, what exactly did happen to her? Because she got dizzy and had to go get an IV or something.
2: One of a couple what's, things that are just completely glossed over. Yeah, what's, go, what's going
1: on? there like what's I, that's not normal for a 27 year old girl no. to just pass out in the middle of the day like she's, are they running tests
2: she said she had to go to the emergency room to get uh fluids 100% IV and not stuff normal. Like, that's just Eating not something disorder that, yeah I was gonna say like if that is a a bit of norm in her life then there's there's something going on because she either the show chose to just kind of reveal it and move on or she made it seem like it was no big deal, which tells me that it happens and you shouldn't have to go to the emergency room and get IV'd up every once in a while. That's not, but Connor, I I will say he's an attractive guy. He's a tall former swimmer. Um, he, but there's something about his voice. Like I had to look up where he is from. It's, I thought it was more like, like a Southern California surfer voice, where he's like trying a little too hard to be like Spicoli or something.
1: Hold on, let me guess. Let me guess before no. you say Utah.
2: No, that's the thing. He's it's it's Dallas, so it's oh, I guess Dallas, it's, I guess Fort Fort it's a su- I guess it's a Southern accent, but there's something very uh well, a t- a about Texas
1: it. accent is a little different than a Southern accent. But yes, I know what you're saying.
2: Yeah, and but she obviously really likes him, and I did find it just. IV or no IV or whatever, yeah. whether she's contagious or not, them just just kind of like making out and kissing in bed. It and it just didn't look right or seem right to me. So
1: how about, uh, yeah, how about you suspend production for a day? Fucking send the dudes off from the mansion to have a spa day or something. Let Hannah uh, recover so she doesn't have to fucking do a, a one-on-one date from the from uh, hospice.
2: Yeah, like a. Uh, I you know I'm guessing it would cost some money to shut down production for a day, but the viewer doesn't know. No, wouldn't have, wouldn't have known the difference. Just save it, do the next day and film it. It was just uh yet again, man. We're zero for two with our dates. I, the I didn't need to be to to see how painful uh, giving birth is, and then this sickness in bed thing didn't work for me. They get back to the house. He he reveals to all the dudes that um. That it wasn't, she wasn't like contagious sick. It was basically a way of telling them that they made out. And then, uh, but they said that she had just needed to go to the hospital, to get some, uh, some fluids. Like it was again, it, there's something that we don't know here. Yeah.
1: Not normal. I, she's not 93 years old. She's 27 and she's right. passing out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I woke up and I passed out. So I had to go to the hospital. Yes. Um, so he tells the room, the guys are all at least acting very concerned, especially Luke P. Luke, Luke, Luke Parker, we find out his last name is, um, oh, he's mental who, who's as, as we've already, uh, indicated and predicted there's, there's a level of crazy there. That's going to be his doom.
1: Yeah. So they're but, on, they're on their one-on-one date and he's and Luke P's like starting to freak out. Like it's not, it's right. not easy seeing people go out on dates with my girl and shit like he's yeah. mark my words. Take this from me. Remember in the in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, there was a talk show called Jenny Jones. And on that talk show, they used to, like, surprise people with things. And one time, they surprised this dude from Michigan by telling him that his neighbor wanted to have sex with him. And he was a guy. And, and this guy from Michigan supposedly wasn't gay. And so then that guy went home. The show ended. And that guy went home. And... Then because on the show, he's like, fuck that. I'm not into this bullshit. What are you talking about? I don't do that. And then that guy went home and he made out with the dude or something. And then he got mad at himself. So he murdered the guy. So that was fucked up. But I'm telling you right now, mark my words. This Luke guy will be at the very least imprisoned for a violent assault, (laughs) if not murder. If not, and I don't mean to be morbid here, eventually take his own life. This guy is unwell. He's a little nuts. They should have psychiatric examinations for this show. They like the nuts people. It's alarming and it's not normal. And something's gonna happen with this Luke P. I put it on tape. You got the receipts. Continue, Jason. Yeah, so
2: it's it's Luke's it's a part on. of it's a it's a disturbing part of the uh, the casting where you know, as each, se- as, as each season goes along, they need to find ways to reinvent themselves. So they, they've they been casting more and more emotionally fragile people. I mean, we we saw it with, uh, with Colton. I mean, the guy had two, if not three, emotional breakdowns on national TV. Um, and they don't give a shit. They kept putting them on the shows. So um, – yeah, so Connor Essen, his annoying voice, goes back to the place. He reveals to the room her sickness, and then some limo driver guy shows up, says, "Hey, message from Hannah B. Your date's back on. Uh, you got 15 minutes to get ready." Yes. And uh, I just had a feeling that they had to, they had to sh- to shove in this date because yep. they had booked the the music act.
0: A hundred percent.
2: Because every other episode has to have an all caucasian music group jason lucas grant to to had a
1: contract he was booked to appear on yeah. the bachelor you got now his it's... his record company was like no fuck this he's in town today he's on tour he's touring casinos we need to fucking shoot this song put get her in a fucking dress and get yeah. her to the location." walt disney concert hall or wherever the fuck they were and we need to shoot this it'll take 10 minutes
2: now i i know that you're calling him him lucas it's lucas graham to be honest what i say what i say? And lucas grant but and I, that's
1: different that's different than what his actual name is but, which is what
2: but lucas graham and i said and lucas grant okay but it, but it's not a, a it's not a he what? lucas graham is the band a, is danish pop band shut and, up yeah. Yeah, Lucas is just the name of the uh, the front guy.
1: So it's by Lucas with a K.
2: It is Lucas with a K. Oh,
1: and that hair.
2: <clears throat> yes, and um, Fluffy. so so they walk in all dressed to the nines, and there's again a band doing a song for them. Always uncomfortable.
1: So it was a ballad. So uncomfortable.
2: Very, uh, very. Uh, this was the least country of all the acts they've ever booked and if you if you read the wikipedia lucas graham is a danish pop band it's a so it's it's
1: it's I more of you've done this much research yeah. you're a fucking producer dude
2: i had to you should do I had this to,
1: professionally
2: a lot of work lucas graham yeah but it would be like calling Pink Floyd that guy, that guy Pink, right? From Pink, yeah, you know. Randall Pink so Floyd. So sure. Lucas Graham. Um, Fair enough. But, I
1: mean, when he becomes a household name in the next couple of weeks, like everyone that's ever appeared on The Bachelor, there's going to be yeah. egg on my face for thinking <laughs> he was called Lucas Grant or they were called Lucas Grant.
2: <laughs> so there's like this. Um, they had they had to dance to that, and then they they did away with the date pretty soon. And I had just kind of. I had assumed that this guy's name was Tyler. So as they come back from a break after that seemingly pleasant dance and and kiss and everything else, she's on camera and she's like, yeah, it's been up and down week. You know, I spent some time in the hospital. And then she says just completely in passing, Tyler G had to leave. I thought that she was talking to the guy that she just uh, danced to Lucas Graham. Okay, hold on. Yeah, that was Connor.
1: yeah, that was Connor. Okay, I see. I see the confusion. Okay. Yeah, Connor gets a rose. Connor gets some makeout time. She. It needs to be said. She likes Connor. Connor yeah. did. Connor did some shit that's kind of bitch tactic, but also kind of cute and smart for a young guy to do. He when he left her hotel suite, he left her in bed, and he went in into, into her living room. Oh yeah. And he wrote her a little note that said, hey, I wrote some other notes. Look around here because I hit him on and he just wrote on post-its. And one was in like a real shitty plant that if that was my hotel room, I would have called downstairs and been like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Half the leaves are dead on this plant. Get it out of here. But one was in there and it's like things I like about you. And it's like your cute eyes. And one was like you look good without makeup, which is kind of a it's kind of smart because it's a little bit of a neg which is gamesmanship in the pickup artist community. He's kind of saying, Hey, I noticed you weren't wearing any makeup. You kind of looked fucked up, but he's also saying you looked good. So he's complimenting her pretty smart. I don't think he did it on purpose, but I like the way he went with it, but a lot of notes in there and it ended up working for him. And then, so it made it look like she was like, Oh my God, I've seen all these notes. I need to reconnect. So it kind of worked in the Lucas grant thing. And then so he gets a rose. She's into him. Then they pop to the next day or whenever it is. And they're yeah. getting ready for another group date. She's outside the mansion. And this is, this is a point. And I think you have some information on this. So let me just set it up. She goes, well, um, you know, I'm back. I'm feeling better or whatever. She goes, she goes, I, I did. It did kind of bum me out that um, Tyler G's not here anymore. He left. And, uh, and cause I felt like I kind of had a connection with him anyway. So That was weird because people have left the show before and I'm not talking about when that dude Eric from Andy Dorfman's season died, um, hang gliding in the middle. Like after he left the show, he jumped on a hang glider and crashed into a mountain. Like that was a big deal. But when someone leaves the show, it's a hundred percent of the time, Chris Harrison walking in and saying, Hey, I got, I just got to let everybody know, um, tyler's grandmother remember there was a pretty cute chick a couple seasons ago and they were like away in utah and her grandma died and she was like they were like is she coming back or like she's been granted leave for a few days it was a whole storyline so the fact that this dude just disappears now question i don't know who tyler g is is he the dude in the salmon coat you don't know because you thought he was connor Hold yeah, gonna, I, I don't know. Look. He, look He
2: may have been, but yeah. I do know that Tyler G. I described. Uh, there were two men in this episode in the season that look like Tim Tebow, and this guy is from yeah. Florida. There's two, like Tylers from
1: f- two Tylers from Two Tylers from um, Florida. Oh, oh, and I see. I've just Googled contestants, and I see a headline here. Go ahead and tell us what happened.
2: Well, I just got a note from this. According to the heavy, yeah. um. According to The Heavy, someone on Reddit (laughs) accused him of some misogynistic behavior. Ah, this is fucked. And Reality Steve says production asked him to leave because of
1: it. Because of an accusation? That's that's what the description is that I found. I mean, if if there's evidence that he is you know, some type of a, an abuser or something, then for sure, get him the fuck off of there. I totally agree with that. Uh, but if anybody can, that doesn't like somebody can say something about him, they must've had evidence.
2: Yeah. There must've been something that came with it. I'm going to
1: read this from um, refinery 29. Tyler Gwozdz. Okay. His fucking name is G W O Z D Z. So he's got two fucking Z's in his name. That's a problem.
2: It's been referred to in Newsweek as extreme misogynist. So go ahead.
1: Got nothing more than a sentence after he abruptly left The Bachelorette midway through Monday night's episode. After announcing his departure to her room of suitors, Hannah Brown told the camera Tyler G had to leave. And that's upsetting because I really enjoyed my date with him. I know this guy. This guy was the big swinging dick from Florida who, who's like a psychology major or something. And he's like, hey, what's up? He was he was playing it right. I like this guy's uh, steez. Searching for the reason behind Guo's departure and finding no official comment, Bachelorette fans turned to a different source, the fucking true G in the Bachelor game, former guest of ours, Reality Steve, Steve Carbone, who runs the blog of the same name. Though Reality Steve is not a sanctioned source, he's still the go-to guy, Carbone has been spilling tea on the franchise for years now. Carbone, who is often asked by sites to weigh in on Bachelor Nation drama, nearly blah 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 uh, in the absence of official comments many fans have looked towards the reality Steve take which is that Gwiz- uh, Gwiz- that's he should be off the show for that name was allegedly asked to leave the show by producers who claim that they found information about his past relationships what this specific information allegedly is, Reality Steve did not say. Reality Steve doesn't want to get sued. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they have well,
2: a good the, reason. Uh, anyway, he's has gone. I'm looking, I'm looking at a Newsweek article, Newsweek for crying out loud, yeah. saying two friends from high school said he was the biggest a-hole douche of all time. That's not
1: a reason to kick then, him off the show.
2: And then the, uh, uh, the Reddit user's uh, account says that he dated a really sweet girl, but they would get into public screaming matches often. The relationship ended horrifically while in Europe he spit on her and left
1: i mean that's that's fucked that's not a nice thing to do that's a fuck that's a guy in high school though that i mean a lot of people are i don't know i don't know i'm not sure i i'm i'm i don't know we can continue go on
2: tyler g scandal anyways yeah, a little bit so the way the show handled it was just it was kind of an eyesore because she just Basically, in passing, says somebody had to leave the show, which which drew attention to it. I guess if if their um, reasoning was, we just need to move past this, they did themselves a disservice. Because that just kind of sent up red flags, and then you get a guy like Reality Steve on it. And uh, and you're going to draw even more attention to the fact that you you miscast a guy who may have spit on a girl. Yeah. So anyways, um, she's fired up for the next group date as uh she's had an emotional roller coaster, another day in the hospital. And then um <clears throat> so so they're going on their uh their final date of the episode, which is yet another photo shoot. And I think and the only thing that really stuck out about the setup of this of this date was Hannah B on camera said I think you could really find out what a guy is all about by seeing the way he works a camera.
1: Unbelievable.
2: And I don't,
1: I don't do, think do that... Do you work or rock a camera?
2: No, you work a camera. Work you definitely a camera. work a camera. Okay. But, but I mean, think about that. Like, really? Like, in, in real everyday life, guys are working cameras and you could really tell a lot about what they're about by the way they work it.
1: Uh no, that's of course not. that's stupid. that's so stupid. <laughs> this whole date was so dumb i'm I'm sorry i'm if I'm a little distracted. I found Tyler gwzed's um Instagram, and I'm direct messaging him to invite him on the show um what that so the, that so the they're posing with animals. It was so fucking stupid. I hated it, and of course I fast forwarded it through it. What happened? Luke P did something on the the animal photo shoot date that annoyed hannaby correct
2: yeah i mean luke p um who's just not stable is showing his true colors they first of all kind of uh set it up they did the old bait and switch where the person that was going to be directing the photography said that they were going to be posing with girls attractive girls and they assigned each of them to one girl. And then they brought them into a room where there were a bunch of female animals. Um, They were going to, they were going to, yeah. So, um,
1: one of them, one of them was assigned a rat and I swear to God, I would leave the show. If I got the rat, I'd be like, sorry, I ain't fucking holding that that rat. I'm not letting it on me. Those things carry the plague. Fuck that.
2: So, um, you know, they, again, guys taking shirts off and, and just being, um, being porn for housewives. And then um, Luke P., the thing that he did that that kind of aggravated her was he had already done his photo shoot. And then after some guy had done his, Luke P. like got all uh, aggressive and is like, I want to take one more picture. And she's like, what do you mean? You've already taken your picture. He's like, just smile for the camera. And he, um, he says to step on his back. And while he's doing a push-up, And she's on his back, showing off for the room that he could do a push up with her on his back. They take a picture. And then he she's like, Well, I better go change for my next one. And he's like, Could I could I walk you to your dressing room? And she's like, You know what? Let's just let's just talk a little bit later. And she tells the interview off camera he needs to slow his role. Like it's becoming a little too much. That Luke P is starting to weigh on her a little bit, so that was that was a group date that we took pictures with animals fairly um fairly lame, and then Luke P aggravates her a little bit, and then we get to the post date cocktails where uh where Luke P really does some damage
1: uh yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah, the dude is a mess, right
2: he is, so um. I think he's he's the one who gets gets her first to talk to him, or maybe she even said, "Luke, I need to talk to you." She pulls him aside, and she basically does all the talking. She's like, "Look, I like you. That's clear. You don't have to. You don't have to do what you're doing. You don't have to keep trying to yeah. get my attention. You don't have to go overboard. You have to respect the fact that I, there are other relationships, and you have to you have to basically." She was trying to say you need to respect boundaries.
1: Straight up. She she sorts them out. And I remember one time um, I was like sort of seeing this chick when I was younger. And, um, I sh- and she was really into me. And I showed up uh, wasted to a party that she was at. And the party was like just her and a few of her friends like watching movies. And, uh, you know, I thought it was going to be a party. And I walked in. It was like a dark apartment with like six people in it. And I was super drunk and I made a fool of myself. And she was she walked me outside and she sort of had a similar talk with me that um, Hannah B has with Luke P. And let's just say that was the end of my uh, speaking to this girl. And this is the end of Luke P. Luke P is not recovering from that discussion. Once a girl early in a relationship sees a side of you like that that she doesn't like – there is no return. That is it for Luke P. Right. He is done. Take him off the board.
2: Well, so he so he really was confounded by this. Cuz he's uh, stupid. He, he's a moral. He was he was told directly just to back the fuck off and he didn't quite know how to take it. <clears throat> and he really didn't get a word in edgewise. He, she basically just no, told him and then that it. was it. So, mm, good sound. for this yeah. for the second time in this episode, We have, uh, as contestants are trying to get private time with her, we have yet another dude not reading the room. And he keeps trying to get back to Hannah, this Luke P, to finish the conversation because he never got a, a word in edgewise. And as he's doing this, he's losing his shit. He's getting more and more pissed off. And each time he comes in, she hits him with a, I will talk to you later. Like she, she really starts to condescend him. Like, look, that we're in the middle of something. We will do this later. Like she must've told him that three times. Totally. He doesn't get, the, he doesn't, he didn't again, he doesn't didn't read get, signals. Get get he's vibe. a
1: sociopath. He's going to do murder right. someday.
2: And he's telling the guys back on the couch, what she had said, all the guys are basically saying that this guy's becoming less and less stable. Um, and it's, it's, it's basically an implosion waiting to happen awful, if, awful. if it hasn't already happened. At the end of the date, she takes the rose to give away. Okay. Yes. And, she's, and she says, I need to talk to Luke. Yep. She takes the rose with her as the guys at back at the couch are saying that means she's going to give him the rose. That sucks. And she says to Luke, look, again, I like you, but you've gone too far. Like, you, you haven't you're not respecting the other relationships in the, in, in the, in the house. You have to work on that. And she gives him another chance.
1: Yeah. It's the end. It's the end. It's over for him.
2: What, whether or not the show has made her keep him around or whatever, he, she has given him another chance, but she didn't give him the rose. She went back. She took him back to the table to give the rose to somebody else. Yeah, so it's it, kind of an awkward
1: moment in between all this Luke drama and something work you could have missed if you were so focused on Luke is she has like one on one time with that dude Pete who's a pilot. There's two pilots on the show. I don't know who the other one is. He might the other gone one home. was sent
2: home. Yeah, okay. The other one's
1: so home. there's only one pilot left, and it's Pete, and he's from Westlake, and uh, she's they have a very very uh physical one-on-one sure. time. They're fully making out. At one point, she's he lifts her up and puts her against the wall, and she wraps those long Alabama legs around his body and oh, yeah. is like making out hard. They're grabbing, they're fucking getting into it. Now, if you remember, Colton last season had a very physical relationship with Hannah G the other yep. Hannah and she didn't win the show, but it, 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 she was either top three or top two. Was she the girl that didn't get the rose? She might've been. Um, she went all the way to the end. When you see this type of physical chemistry, barring fucking it up the way Luke has, cause she had physical chemistry with him too. This Pete yeah. is going to make a run in the show Unless he does something to fuck it up for himself, mark my words.
2: It, yeah, it sure seems like it. It seems like right now the pilot and the uh, singer-songwriter are the, uh, the leaders in the clubhouse. Yeah. But So, so, so she, she, she gave the rose to the, to the pilot.
1: She, she picks up the rose, and she has the talk with Luke P., and then she comes back, and she's like, okay, there's one person that really stand out. And, and she's like, um, Peter – um, since I was just grinding on your dick 18 seconds ago, um, right. I would like you to have this rose. I know because your dick was probably rubbing r- – it was hard. I could feel it was hard and uh, it was probably rubbing against the zipper and I know that was uncomfortable. So I'm sorry about that. So here's the rose, which was I thought was a weird <laughs> flex for her but totally understood considering the moment. <laughs> OK. so, so the, Yes, go so on.
2: The, so the next day, they, uh, they do this like once or twice a season. So
1: stupid. The, so dumb.
2: The guys are expecting the usual cocktail hour before the rose ceremony. Uh, Chris informs them that Hannah B. doesn't want to have the cocktail hour and that for some reason throws the group out of sorts. But then instead, there'll be like a little pool party thing, like a little thing on the patio, which is basically the same thing as a fucking cocktail hour. So dumb. And, and, uh, and ABC always be Cam, um, who's not very self-aware, he basically... He tells the guys, like, man, I was really looking forward to the cocktail hour. I I need time. Yeah. I need time with yeah. her. Because yeah. what I what I have to tell her is important. In other, in other words, none of you guys need to tell her anything important. I need to have time. so I'm gonna grab her right away.
1: It's, think think of it like this. This is people forget. We're watching a game show. So imagine Jeopardy James, who, as far as I know, is still fucking running through people on Jeopardy. <laughs> Imagine if he, right before Double Jeopardy starts, goes Alex, can I get a minute? And, and just leans over, puts his hand up and looks to the uh, two contestants on his left and goes, guys, I just, I have something I need to do. I need you to let me answer the next five questions without buzzing in. Okay. Because it's my, I just have something I need to to get off my chest and it's the next five answers to the next five questions Um, and one might be a daily double, who knows, but I'm going to go ahead and answer the next five. Just go ahead and put your buzzers down and then everyone else being going going like, okay, all right, yeah, Yeah, yeah. we'll do that. Sure, James. Continue.
2: He reveals to the guys that, there's something extremely important that she needs to know. It's very personal. Big build. And he he didn't, he didn't get a chance to tell her because of the move that the server made on the uh, on on the group date. Well,
1: because he was busy telling her about the yeah. job he had to quit. Now the right. j- the job doesn't seem as important as this other dumb thing yeah. that he told her at this. Right. But He, <laughs> he like, chose to lead with the job. I don't know.
2: He told he told the group that it's this thing is so. Um, this thing is so important, and 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 it might be too much to handle. That she might send him home, and he does something that's strange. He starts writing letters to the to the other contestants. Insane. Good goodbye Insane. letters.
1: Insane. Dude, you so, have their numbers? Just text them. Yeah. It's not. It's not 1941. You're not. You're yeah. you're not in the fucking Pacific. You're not on a warship.
2: So she gets to the house, and they go on the patio. He steals her right away, as promised. And he tells her a series of things, and I, I half listened because I didn't believe a word he was saying, but it started off with, um, what? He, he lost a grandmother. No, no, he he had, uh, some, he, had, he had something that needed needed to be amputated.
1: No, was it his cock?
2: He had surgeries, he had, and then he, then he had like a he had like a 10-month-old dog, too in there. He had like, a,
1: three things, three things. <laughs> something needed to be amputated and he had yeah. surgery yeah. I, unless it's his cock or a toe or something. It looks, he yeah. appears to be completely intact. As far as I know, right. it wouldn't surprise me if it was his cock B his grandma died. Grandma died. Un- unfortunate, yeah. but that's kind of, that is yeah. an eventuality of life. Yeah. The, by, by virtue of the fact that she's your grandma and you're like 30, it seems like she lived a pretty good life. Sorry that she had to go. I don't know why you're sharing that with Hannah. Everybody else is there that's there has a dead grandma, by the way.
2: Right.
1: Jay, he, in the process of getting his dick cut off, he had to rehome a puppy. Which that's is like a big deal. So he had to give away a
2: 10-month-old puppy. Yeah, puppy. Yeah. He had, <laughs> to had to give away the puppy. So he threw in a dead grandma, a, a puppy, and some kind of amputation right. um, scare had to be it's his just, cock.
1: Was it his cock? Somebody reach out. I don't, I missed that mailbag at the ballerlifestyle.com. What did he have amputated and what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Okay. Continue Jason. So, we wrap so up.
2: He, he drops all of this on her and she hugs him and everything seemed to be fine. Um, Mike, who just to note, Mike has a rose. So he's feeling pretty empowered. The reason he has a rose because he told her that he lost his child in the second trimester. Right.
1: Yeah. He, he, got he, that to he, he got a pity rose to
2: get the He
1: got a pity rose earlier in the show.
2: Yeah. He pulls her aside and says, look, this is what cam told the room. He's been writing letters to us. It just seems like a last minute pity play. Like he, he, he said to the room that he's looking to get a pity rose. I think he actually admitted that to her. Yeah. And, uh and she's like, "I won't stand for this." And he, she grabs Cam and so hold on. That wasn't
1: this. that wasn't shown on camera. When he gives the talk to the guys, he just says, "Guys, I have something important to tell her. I really right. I haven't gotten a chance." And then Mike comes in and says, "Hey, Cam says he he tr- was trying to work work a rock, work a pity rose. pity rose, yeah." And he never said that. But then when she confronts him on it, he didn't he, deny. it. He sort of denies it, but he doesn't fully he doesn't deny it enough to go all he's got to say is i never fucking said that i did not say those words that's right. a lie Why? And, i don't understand people don't defend themselves properly which is insane to me even so I, I guess he kind of admits that maybe it was off camera i don't know that he yeah. did he was gonna go for a pity rose continue um, and but by I mean, the way by the way mike has double fucked himself because now he's Fully put himself in the position of a guy that just wants to talk about the other guys on the show, which is never the guy that wins the show. You're you're huh. completely friend zoned at this point. You're you're this season's kerpa,
2: <laughs> and he's he's exposing a guy that's working a pity rose. Ashrae just got himself a pity rose. 100%. That, that was the so so. Anyways, uh, that basically seals Cam's fate. Always be Cam. They get to the rose ceremony. Uh, It comes down to the final three. It's one guy that looks like Tim Tebow, some other dude, and Cam. um, She picks Tim Tebow, and Cam walks off without a rose, and he's crying. He's crying on camera.
1: That dude does kind of look like Tim Tebow. Yeah, a bunch bunch of randos go home, and then it comes down to the last rose, and this dude, Kevin – That's never been seen on camera till 18 seconds before he gets a rose. When he says, I just didn't get any time with her. I don't know if I'm going to get a rose (laughs) miraculously ends up being the guy to get the last rose.
2: Yep. And, and cam was crying in the on camera interview afterwards saying he can't believe that people would think that he would make all that up to get pity. He can't believe that, that, that his integrity would be compromised like that. So sayonara the cam, uh, one of this season's biggest fools. Oh, and sucked. you kind of saw it coming from the, from the first rap of last season.
1: It's crazy that he's not going to be remembered as the guy that tried to rap multiple times because that was so cringy. Anyone else, that would be branded on them for their yeah. entire rest of their public life. But this guy, right. Cam, got so much worse that we're not even talking about his raps. And something of note this week, Cam didn't rap, I think, for the first time, and Jed didn't bust out the acoustic.
2: Jed Jed was very much a background character in this one. So yeah. to... to to wrap that up, I think Jed walked away from the last episode as the front runner. Cause we know Luke P is insane. And then this guy, this pilot has moved into one or one a yeah, on but, the, it's, it's, it's those two guys.
1: And I thought Connor was up there. He did get that rose. He did. He got That's the true. sickness date. He wrote the notes, but in the previews, there appears to be, Uh, the possibility of slut shaming happening later in the season, because Hannah says something like, I believe um, sex should be between a husband and wife, but that said, I have been physical with people. I have had sex and I know God's not judging me for it or something. And they make it look like she's saying that to Connor. So there you go. So some intrigue there, like a lot of these guys that are in the front, they just need to lay back in the cut and watch my guy grant. Now Grant's not going to win the show, but Grant is not going to make himself look like a fool. He's, he's just got cruising. a good attitude. he, yeah, he was just—he was
2: just all smiles in this one. And he was Ty- just—I
1: thought Tyler G was the same way before we, you know, we learned something that might be unfortunate about him. I've reached out to him on Instagram. I've dm you really? Him. Yeah, I just sent him a DM during the show when I was being all quiet when you were talking so much. <laughs> so hopefully he gets it. Hopefully he's amenable. I'm sure a lot of people are reaching out to him. Don't be afraid to say, to go on his, uh, Tyler Guoz does, um, Instagram or Twitter. I'm sure he's got Twitter as well and say, Hey, would love to hear you on the baller lifestyle podcast. Think you'd do great with those guys. You know, I heard they reached out. Go, you should go on their show. You should do that. i Link us up. So, uh, all right. So. Jason Stewart. Excellent work as always. We'll catch up again next week. Hey, all right, y'all. I wanted to hit you up about your Game of Thrones rage, but I feel like the moment has passed, and we're kind of out of time today, so maybe we'll get to it next week. Uh, uh, for, for Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been The Bachelor Lifestyle from TheBallerLifestyle.com. We... We'll see you
0: next week. For a minute, it's my first impression rose. Drop back to JC. would breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You grind in a little sent home. How embarrassing, the most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Here's the key. To the fantasy suite, balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We making a connection and falling in love. We chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. We starting in LA and then we travel the world. We toasting champagne, we got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe, but I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So, lifestyle we living in it it's the ball of lifestyle we living in it it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in it it's the ball of lifestyle lifestyle it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in it it's the ball of lifestyle we living in it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in it it's the ball of lifestyle it's the bachelor lifestyle